All right. Hello and welcome back. This is now episode six. This is going to be an interesting topic. <laughs> this topic is going to be all about children. The wee ones. Not in a creepy sense either. Just kids. Allie's experience with being a Dota. <clears throat> My experience with being a parent. Working with kids mm-hmm. can also factor in. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Yeah. Um, by the way, Dota is aunt in Hebrew, and all of my little ones call me Dota so that I am separate from everybody. from everybody else. Except David, who has now called you Yoda. Yeah. All of the kids have called me some form of Dota <laughs> at different ages. Yeah. So, like, David is Yoda. The other day, Olivia started calling me Buddha. <laughs> Um, and when she was first learning to speak, it was Doda. Yeah. Um, Landon called me Doodoo at one point. Um, Lillian has called me Doda, but it's because she, I think she's copying Landon. Landon. I don't yeah. think she puts the two together yet. Um. You were bad Doda. I was, bad, I was about to say that. Yep. Yeah. Madison's always gotten the Doda part, but, um. She's just added to it. Yeah, the way she describes Dota has changed <laughs> over the years. Um, and to Patrick, I'm Aunt Allie. Yeah. Which he's the only one that calls me Aunt. Um, I think, I mean, that's that's all my, that's all my babies. That's all your, your babies? Yeah. Yeah. Tell Greg, you know, and Eleanor I can't wait for that day. Pop one out. Uh, and then there's me who has... So if you have been listening, excuse my throat, it's a little scratchy. Um, Biologically, I have one child. Yes. I have my daughter. And then five years ago, we took custody of my nephew. But he has always been basically like mine anyways. So when you ask me how many children do I have, I will always tell you two. And I feel like we wanted to do this just because it would just be a fun episode. Yeah. And on our social media, I had asked the question, what was the best advice you ever got about children? And what was advice you got that you didn't ask for? Like you didn't want or could have done without. So I would think the best advice I've always gotten, and I say this all of the time, is don't blink because before you know it, it, it flies. And I never believed that. Like I I had David obviously, you know, before Madison and I saw how quickly that happened. Mm -hmm. And then I actually gave birth to a human being and it solidified that statement even more. Yeah. Um, another one was we had just read it about always making sure that your kids see healthy relationships Mm -hmm. because that is what they will mold their future relationships after. Yeah. So I always tell Kyle if we're arguing, I don't ever want the kids to see it, but in some sense I also do because I want them to be able to see how we handle it. Yeah. Um, Over the years that has changed uh, drastically, but I always want them to understand and see that 
sometimes it's okay to be mad the person you love but the most important thing is that you always talk your way through it Mm -hmm. and apologies are big in my house that's good um always make sure you say you're sorry especially when you know you're wrong Mm -hmm. um that was another one but I think the one is like just cherish every moment because it literally flies by yeah it, it definitely does like even you know having watched all of the kids grow up yeah. even David I mean it was through mostly pictures and stuff I yeah. didn't really get to be in his life until five years ago yeah um and I think we're still kind of kind of moving through what that relationship is yes yeah. because I don't get to see you guys that often so he doesn't have that rapport with me yeah um but you know he's still one of my kids because he's your kid yeah um and he's also just a great kid yeah um but like I I saw Olivia the other night and I was carrying her around Pandora so she could look at all the charms because mm-hmm. that's the store she wanted to go in first. <laughs> Girl after is. my own heart. Um, and I was carrying her. And then after like, I don't know, five minutes, I put her down. And I'm like, eh, Dota can't carry you anymore. And I'm like, and uh, Kim was like, well, yeah, you know, she's five. And I'm like, yeah, she also, you know, weighs a lot more than she did at five months. Yeah. Which to me, all of my kids are still like five months old. (laughs) I'm not sure how we got here that like Landon's almost in double digits. Madison's almost as tall as you. Madison, I didn't want to say that. Yes. (laughs) Madison is almost as tall as me. I mean, to be fair, Olivia is up to like my hip. Yeah. And she's five. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like probably when Madison gets to double digits, she'll be taller than me. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel like David hates that aspect that she's so tall because my sister's a fucking leprechaun. She's literally, I think, five twelve and a half. Four twelve. Four twelve and a half. Excuse me. Uh, so she's short as shit, mm-hmm. and his dad is only five five. Ooh, he he doesn't have the tall jeans, but his. Uncle is six feet. So I was like, well, maybe that'll come into play. So my grandfather was like six one in his prime. Mm-hmm. Every single person in my family is small. <laughs> did not make it get that to G. even six foot. Yeah. Except for I think <clears throat> two of my cousins. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I come from a very large family. My mom has three siblings. Her older sister has eight children. <clears throat> Seven of them are married. And I think the smallest amount of children is like five. And one of my, a few of my cousins have eight um, as well. And I don't know if they're done. Um, then my uncle had seven. And four of them now have kids. One of which I don't know because I don't speak to her, but I think she's up to five. And my other cousin's up to, I think, four or five. And then my mom and my other uncle, you know, they each had two. And those four children do not have children yet. Um, I'm hoping Greg's the next one. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, so only two people out of all of those children got to six foot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like Madison, though, she's got her dad who's six feet. Yeah. Her uncle is six feet. My dad, I want to say, is like six two, six three. You're not a short person either. I'm not short. I'm one of the tallest women in my family. I'm five six. Yeah. And she has. My dad's brothers are all six feet. Kyle's dad is tall. His mom is tall. His mom is very tall. Um. So yeah, I told him I'm like, dude, you're just gonna have to fucking get over it. By the time she's in fifth grade, she's gonna be taller than you. Yeah. So he hates, like, it drives him nuts. And when we mention, like, how tall he's getting, like, he will flip his fucking lid. Just let him know that at least he's still growing. <clears throat> yeah. Once she gets her period, there's only a limited amount of time yeah. before she stops growing after that. Yeah, she's, she's, but she's already going to be a gargantuan by the time. Absolutely. But he can still grow. Yeah. After. And I told him that. I said, we don't know. Yeah. Where you're going to fall. I said, genetically speaking, you're probably not going to be, you're probably going to be just a little bit taller than me. Yeah. Or at the same. He's like up to my eye. So he's slowly creeping there. And he hasn't hit like a giant growth spurt yet, has he? Yes. Yes. So we were looking at pictures from when we first got him mm-hmm. to now. And he was the littlest thing. Even his head felt like he had like a pinhead. Um, well, he's just gotten smarter. He's just like, but everything has like filled out proportionately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nicole will say this all the time. She's like, he's going to be a big boy mm-hmm. and not like chunky, not fat. She's like, he's just going to be a solid kid. Yeah. Which I agree with a hundred percent. Um, I just don't think he's going to be very tall. Hey, so I Nothing like wrong with that pacing and telling him like, listen, height isn't everything, dude. But he's like, it is when your younger sister's going to be three feet taller than you. I was like, she's not going to be nine feet. He's like, so you mean I, there's a possibility I could reach six? I said, no, you're not going to reach six feet. They're 100% not going to. Stranger things have happened. I said, but, you know, I said, Matt, he's like, well, tall girls are just weird. I'm like, all right, now you're just being mean. My brother used to love tall girls. I said, now you're just being mean. Madison is going to be very statuesque. And you can already see it, like, when she's in her dance gear. Mm-hmm. She's got the long torso. She's got the very long legs. Like, she's just a long child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that from the minute she was in utero. Yeah. I mean, there was an ultrasound that you went to, and her feet were literally tucked behind yep. her head. She didn't want to show me her face. So she, I said it from the minute. And when she came out, I mean, she was average size for a baby. But even growing up, like, as she went through infancy, infancy, um we always had the issue that I would have to buy the next size and not because she was the next size but because everything was too short so I had that problem when I was a baby (laughs) but the pediatrician told my mom don't worry it won't last (laughs) clearly and it didn't I haven't grown since the fifth grade yeah um everything swallowed her waist wise but we'd always have to buy bigger because, like, pants and stuff in the winter, if we didn't, they were, like, capri yeah. pants. So, and it's, we still have that problem to this day where I will have to get the next size up because she's so tall. Like, her nightgowns, she's set, she'll be seven and a half. Her nightgowns, I'm having to buy in a ten because if I get an eight, it's coming up above her knee. 
eggs. So I'm like, yeah, no, you need like you're a little girl. You need to be wearing like long nightgowns. You don't need to walk around in lingerie at eight years old, seven years old. Um, but yeah, it's wild. And then when I go through her drawers, like I think I die a little inside every time. I thought, you know, it'll it'll be different when she gets older. Every time I went through her drawers as a baby, I would sh- literally shed tears because mm. I'm like, what is happening? And now that I do it and I start to see, like, the cute, like, frilly character shirts. Oh, no, I'm too big for that. I'm like, <gasps> I saw a TikTok the other day. And I think I shared it, or a while back, actually. And I shared it and a bunch of people responded. And it, I was sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, uncontrollably snot coming out of my nose, sobbing. And it was a mom who goes through her daughter's desk that she now turned into a vanity. And it said, when did the crayons get exchanged for mascara? When did the stuffed animals get exchanged for makeup? Mm -hmm. And when did, why didn't anyone tell me how fast it goes? And that one day your baby is not a baby anymore. And I like... Especially having a girl because, yeah. you know, you think about you growing up and that was the path that happened. You know, stuffed animals weren't really a thing and you started getting into makeup and boys and the little characters that you once loved. You're like, yeah, no, um, I'm into something else. I uh, never got out of that stage. <laughs> I still have lots of stuffed animals, mostly penguins. Yeah. Um, I love stuffed animals. They make me happy. But... I also found the makeup yep. and very early on found the boys. Yeah. Um, and the boys got me the stuffed animals. So it worked out. Even shoes. So she has been really into riding boots lately, like the high boots. Cute. And I'm like, no, can't you just wear your rain boots like you used to wear everywhere and they light up and that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to wear. No, she wants like combat boots and i'm like no at least they're not healed combat why boots. can't you wear paw patrol shoes that velcro and light up like you used to it's devastating at least she's not wearing healed timberlands like i am i mean i'm sure it's coming anytime she wants to do that i'll take her i am a hundred percent sure it will be coming because she wants all of the things all of the shoes. She is like my quintessential girly girl, but she also will go out and jump in a mud puddle and not give three shits. I like that. And that's how I was growing up. That's how I was growing up too. I remember like going to my grandparents' house and they would have a separate drawer and would have to change me out of my clothes immediately because I would destroy them. Yeah, my, my brother's coach, track coach, when my brother was in middle school, he called me dirt ball. Yeah. Because when my brother would doing would be doing his his races or shot put or whatever he was doing, I was sitting next to the bleachers making piles of dirt, yeah, and then smashing them and then making piles of dirt. And yeah. when we'd leave, I'd be covered, covered. in dirt. So he, oh, it, to this day, he still calls me dirt ball. Yeah, I'm. I was. I don't know. Ten. So it's been almost 23 years yeah and the man is still calling me dirtball yeah um i mean i still don't mind getting dirty like i'll go out and you know the rain and stomp through puddles yeah. and mud and all of that usually barefoot because 
I feel one with Mother Earth. <laughs> You're grounding. It's yeah, so grounding. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but I am a little more hesitant to do things with my hands now just because I pay a lot of money to have pretty nails. Yeah. So I definitely have grown into a slightly more bougie person. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to all of my nieces going through a bougie stage oh, so there. I can take them to Mecca. She's there. I'm very excited about that. She's there. But she also will be one of the girls that I will pay for her to have a manicure. And, like, I'm, like, peeling the dirt out from under her nails. That's why she needs to have acrylics. So it's easier. We're not there yet. Yeah, my mom did. I have gotten her fake nails, like the little Mm press-on nails. And she will literally, ah, ah. And she'll, like, pose, mom, do you see this? I'm like, you have watched me way too many times. I, um... My mom didn't get me my first set of acrylics until I had my bat mitzvah. Yeah. Until I was 12. That's, I think that's the first time I got acrylics. And now it's been every two weeks since I was 12. Yeah. So. But she's very. But I also feel with children, this is probably, and I'm sure people that are listening that have kids, I want to harbor those child tendencies. Of course. So. As much as she drives, Madison drives me nuts. Her child's tendencies is stuffed animals. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many bags of stuffed animals I've donated to, like, shelters or, like, kids. Or I've brought them in my classroom, like, washed them. And they're, like, uh, I used to call them confidence buddies. Mm-hmm. When kids would read, I would be like, you can't read that? Okay, go get a comp- go get one of your buddies. And then let them sit at the table. And that would help them. Yeah. Um. So her new obsession is squishmallows. Okay. She has 39 of them. Wow. And they range in size. I was with Actually 40 because she got the one that she was showing you today. Mm -hmm. Um, They range in size from keychains to ones that are massive like a pillow. Mm -hmm. She's obsessed with them. Every time we go somewhere, she has to get one. Her father is the problem when it comes to that because I'm over it because I have to make her bed. Fathers usually are, yes. Yeah. Um... And they all hold different values for her and different things. So certain ones, she can only sleep with certain ones. And certain ones have to stay in her bed because they make her feel safe. And then certain ones she will literally throw around or tie to a fan because they're for fun. I mean, that does sound very fun. (laughs) That's how I was with Care Bears. Yep. And then David, his childhood tendency, it's funny. Uh... We call him Linus because he carries a blanket with him. Not a baby blanket. Like, it will be a regular blanket off of his bed. But everywhere we go, he will take a blanket with him. And I'm like, dude, it's 150 degrees outside. What do you need a blanket for? What if I get cold in the car? I'm like, we're going to Publix. It's up the street. You don't need a blanket. Well, it's just there. And then we laugh because, you know, he's a teenager. So bodily functions are kicking in because he's going through puberty currently. Mm-hmm. And I will make it a point every week to make him wash his blanket. Cause if I don't, it literally smells like a Mexican corn chip throughout my entire house yeah. because he drags his blanket everywhere. And now I have to wash it even more because he will drag his blanket, drop it to go do something, completely forget that it's there, and we're potty training Bodie. So guess where Bodie's first target is? Blanket. Yeah. And to him, I'll be like, you don't smell that? What's it smell like? 
uh, pee and bad decisions and gas and body odor and corn chips. Sounds like college. I mean, no, stop. It's disgusting. Boys. So that's the other thing with kids. Parenting a boy and parenting a girl. Very completely different. freaking different worlds. Mm-hmm. Madison, if I let her, would take 35 baths a day. Hates washing her hair, which is fine because I don't wash my hair every day and you shouldn't be washing your hair. Yeah, I don't wash my hair. So I'm prepping her for adulthood. Great. But she will literally take 35 baths a day. Does not care. She's ready to go in the bath, whatever time, however many times you will let her. I'm pretty convinced that she would live in water if she could. Um, David, up until recently, was like pulling teeth. He would go like three, four days without bathing. He has mornings where he gets up and forgets to put on deodorant. Or he forgets, I don't know how you forget to do this, forgets to brush his teeth. I'm like, you went in the bathroom, your toothbrush is on the counter, Mm -hmm. you put deodorant on, you washed your face, you did your moody, flosses his teeth, but won't brush them. Or gets in the shower and forgets to wash his hair. I'm like, how do you, how? How do you forget to do these things? Because isn't it like a natural instinct when you go in the bathroom and are staring at your toothbrush? Oh, I got brush my teeth. Not if it's not how you were raised. When you get in the shower, like there was a point in time where he just used to wash his hair and not wash his body. And when I would question him on it, he would say, well, the soap runs down. So it's washing my body. Interesting logic. But you still, you have to scrub, like, you scrub the day away. Yeah. I think there was a, a sign at one point in my bathroom that said scrub the day away. It's also just like a, I don't know, I guess as you get older, it's a cleansing feeling to be able to just shower off the day. Yeah. And me, like, if I go out and sweat or I'm doing garden work or even after there's only been, I think maybe two concerts that I literally came home and crashed, mm-hmm. but like that gritty feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the summer I shower like three or four times a day. Yeah, no, I can't do it. He will go out here in South Florida. Well, that's the problem. He Fuck will that. wear jeans and a hoodie outside and be dripping sweat. And I'll be like, go take a shower. Can I just wait? No, you're gross, dude. He's like, well, can I just go run in the hose? No, again, no. And then you have my kid who, one, we talked about this earlier, will change her outfit 35 times. It touched my body, so it's dirty. I'm like, homegirl, you literally just got out of the shower. It's not dirty. Pajamas, she will change her pajamas three times before she goes to bed. And they all go in her hamper. I'm like, you just, you got out of the bath and got in those pajamas and then changed. They're not dirty. My mom used to have the same conversation with me when I was younger. Even into high school. I would like, I would go through seven outfits before I chose one to go to school in. And all of them were dirty. As soon as they touched my body, they were dirty. Did not matter if I just showered. Didn't matter anything. If they touched my body, they were dirty. They had to go in the wash. It's insane. And I did that. I was telling you, I did that up until I started having to do my own laundry. David does his own laundry and still will stay in the same clothes for four days. I'm like, you don't smell those clothes? And he has PE every day. 
Every day, really? Every day, ESBE. So they don't, in his school, his elective, they don't alternate. Mm -hmm. He had PE, he's had PE all year. So one was like team sports, and then one was just physical education. Interesting. So the first half of the year, he had team sports, or he has team sports now, and the second half of the year was actual, like, physical education. Hmm. And I'm like, you have PE, and then they alternate. So you know how ours is always period one, period two, period three, period four, period three. So he has colored days where some days they will start with just their core classes, and then their electives are at the end of the day. Then they switch where their electives are in the beginning of the day and their core classes are at the end of the day. And then they have a day that's just straight in order. It's very confusing. Yeah. I used to really like how Hills did it. That it was like you had days one through five. Yeah. And on day one, you didn't have your first class. You went straight to your second. And then on day two, you didn't have your second. You went one to three. Yeah. And then day three, you go one, two, four. Um, I, I, I loved that. We never had that in high school. It we was- had four classes. We alternated them every, depending on the class, it was either every nine weeks, which is every quarter, or every 18 weeks. Yeah, no, we had we had days, and I actually really enjoyed that. I mean, to be fair, my senior year, I only had four classes anyways. That's what I took all year. And then I- All throughout high school was four oh, classes. Oh, yeah, no, I was out of school by 11 senior year but a lot of the time my senior year I went to um my internship okay um had like work work release so I did the wise program at school which was basically um you chose a topic and you spend part of the year at an internship that relates to your topic and then to get your grade you had to give a presentation to your teacher and someone from your internship okay. about what you learned. Okay. Um, I did my mm-hmm. internship at the Children's Diagnostic and Treatment Center, and I worked with children that had HIV or AIDS. Okay. Um, which ended up actually being my Silver Knights project that year yeah. as well. I arranged the first Students Walk for HIV AIDS Awareness, and I did a love your love your part love yourself get tested Valentine's Day event where every person that got tested got a rose. Um, and then I had the walk, which actually I got proclamations from the mayor, the governor, and the president. Um, so that was all really fun. Definitely a very difficult topic. I actually got honorable mention from Silver Knights. Yeah. Um. Which, considering how taboo my topic was, I was pretty proud of. Um, but yeah, I worked. I worked with children. I mean, some of the kids I met with either were born with HIV. Yeah. A, a friend of mine who has been listening to our podcast, so I really appreciate that. Um, I believe he w- he was born with it from his mom, or like some of the other people that I dealt with that not dealt with, but I got to meet and learn about their lives and stuff, you know, we're born with it. And then also born addicted to drugs. Or there was one girl I had met. I don't know if it was there at a different, or at one of the events, but she, um, her mom sold her so that she didn't have to pay rent. Jesus. 
And I couldn't even imagine. She got, she contracted HIV. So, you know, and I learned all about, you know, medications and testing and, you know, safer sex and all of that stuff. But working with children that started life that way. Yeah gives you like a whole new appreciation for certain things. I had that aspect, but it was when I, cause I worked in schools mm-hmm. for a, a very long time, even from college. Yeah. And then I went from college. I worked with girls who were victims of sexual abuse or mm-hmm. sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And I worked in a girl's home. Yeah. And then I decided I wanted to go back into a school environment and become mm-hmm. a teacher. Um, but some of these kids, I can remember, I want to say it was my second year teaching kinder. I think it was my second year. Um, I had a little boy who, mom was just your run of the mill, had every excuse in the book, didn't was kind of in and out. So he would spend some time with grandma, some time with aunt. Mom was like in and out of the picture. There would be days that he would come to school and he wasn't fed or he had been wearing the same clothes for like three to four days. Um, And I always remember, he was the sweetest little boy. And I always remember he would get very emotional when we would transition to snack time. And it never, like, dawned on me. And then one afternoon, I had had a parent that donated snacks. And I said, I'm giving snack to everybody. If you want my snack and brought your own snack, just let me know. If you don't want the snack I'm giving you and you want to eat your own, you can do that as well. And I would, do, you know, raise your hand if you want snack. And I remember him read like jumping out of his seat. And I was like, huh, didn't cry, wasn't upset, like wanted a snack. And it wasn't until later on in that day that it dawned on me that he got emotional because he never had snack. And that day he didn't get emotional because I was giving him snack. So from that point on, my first year in kindergarten, my parents were amazing. Mm -hmm. My kids, there was always something in my classroom. And the parents, I mean, if they didn't send snack, like I would have parents message me and be like, oh my God, I forgot their snack. You know, can you please give them snacks? So I always had snacks in the classroom, but my kids never really needed it. My second year was a little bit different. So I always made sure that I always had something in my classroom and he had siblings and I had, you know, talked to one of my friends was the siblings teacher and she said, you know, I noticed that too. And I guess she had an honest conversation and he said, yeah, we don't get fed. So we made sure they always had like their own little basket. And I remember, I think it was for one of the breaks we sent them home. Like we went out and spent our own money and bought like boxes of snacks and juice boxes and sent these kids home. And The mom eventually, I guess, got custody back of them and took them away from the family and wound up taking them out of the school. And I remember um, my friend that had the sibling bawling her eyes out because she's like, who's going to watch them? 
And that was the first time I think in education, like I had that heartbreak of, oh my God. Yeah. You know, I remember telling uh, my old boss when our school closed and crying and being like, you know, it was a blessing because where I worked was K through eight. So you knew the teachers they were moving on to and you'd be like, hey, so you know you have this kid. This is what's going on. This is what Mm -hmm. tends to happen. Like, this is what you need to look out for. So, like, the kids that didn't ever get snack or would sit in the lunchroom and not eat because they were scared to go get lunch because they thought they were going to get in trouble. Like, I would always make sure I had money or I would put money in their account or I would make sure that I would grab – you know, we, they were very good about always making sure even if a kid didn't have money that they ate. Um, but I would always make sure I had something extra to give them or they had a snack. And that was very big for me. Yeah. Um, but I just remember like that, that moment with that child, he wound up leaving, I think, right after Christmas break. And the mom came in and was like infuriated that we insinuated that she couldn't take care of them. And, like, was ate most of the snacks but brought, like, a little back. And she's like, you can give these to the teachers. I don't need their pity. It wasn't pity. We just wanted to make sure. You know, we didn't know what the situation was going to be with mom. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how long they were going to be shuffled back and forth. And break is, you know, two weeks long. Yeah. We just wanted to make sure that no matter where they were, they had something. Yeah. And uh, it's just a crazy reality when you think about working with children, children in general. I can also share funny stories of I taught kindergarten. And some of the things, Kindergarten Cop was always one of my favorite movies. But then teaching kindergarten, legitimately, that's what it is. Yeah. Kids say the craziest stuff my first year teaching kindergarten I had a little boy who I was obsessed with he was the most adorable little peanut I had ever seen in my life obsessed with him beautiful beautiful child and he just had a little naughty streak to him and I will never forget we were doing centers and I was doing reading at my group reading with one of my groups he was at the whiteboard and they were doing like a sight word game. And one of the girls that was in his group grabbed the expo marker from him because she wanted to write. And he looked at her. He's like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and I remember like dead stopping the entire classroom. And I'm like, um, excuse me. What, what did we just say? And the little girl's like, he said, I'm a fucking bitch. I'm like, okay, uh, we don't talk like that in our classroom. We use nice words. And I will never forget having to email his parents and be like, hey, uh, just so you know, I wasn't going out of the way to be like, your kid's a nuisance. No, it happens. Parents curse. Kids are going to hear it. Absolutely. He used it in context, which they should have been really proud. Um. But I'm like, just so you know, uh, this is the interaction that occurred. This is the word that was said. And I remember sending an email to, like, the entire class of, hey, uh, there was some inappropriate language that was used in our classroom. I just want to let you know the situation's being handled because I don't want a kid to go home and be like, hey, mommy, what's a fucking bitch? (laughs) So 
Um, yeah, it. And then I, the only story that I could say, and my friend Dennis, who's like my little brother, if he's listening, will probably crack up when he hears this because he was a part of it. I had a little boy my very first year teaching kindergarten who was autistic, but very, I don't know if he was autistic, but you really had to know the background to know he was autistic. If that makes sense. He was high functioning. Very high functioning. Okay. Um, a little Hispanic boy. Mom spoke no English. But she was very on top of everything with him. I remember when we had our parent meeting for relocation. to Because we just couldn't give him the services that he needed. She came in with like a filing bin of all of his medical records, everything that he was going through, every doctor's appointment he's ever been to, his Mm -hmm. diagnosis, how they were treating it, his therapy notes. Like, homegirl was on her game. That's good. Um, He would have meltdowns. And he would go to one side of the room, and I would be mid-lesson when he was having a meltdown, and he would bull rush me. Like, run his feet on the ground like he was a bull and just full on with his head into whatever body part was facing him. Sometimes it was my ribs. Sometimes it was my stomach. Sometimes it was my back. Um, But I will never forget, I dropped them off at specials and that was my planning period. And I'm making a copy in the front office and I can hear his voice. He was adorable. Don't get me wrong. And the thing that every year that I taught after that, when we would teach the alphabet, I would always say we had a song for the alphabet. Mm-hmm. D is for dog. Duh, duh, dog. I would sing D is for dog. He'd go, D is for a puppy. I'm like, no, 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 dog. No, a puppy. No, dog. A battle? No, you don't get to change the language. It's dog. What's, what is P for? I think it was for Penguin, actually. That's the best use Um, of the letter P. But I dropped him off at specials. He was not listening to the teacher. And I'm making a copy. I can hear his voice. And I walk into the principal's office. And I was like, what are you doing up here? I am very extra as a parent. Allie will tell you this. All my friends will tell you that. I was the same way as a teacher, even though some of my coworkers would be like, no, you were a crab. You never wanted to do anything. It's not true. Christmas was very big because we always sit around the world. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my kids, I had a mom actually buy me a Santa cam that had a red light. So my kids always thought Santa was watching. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I would always tell my kids, I had an app on my phone where Santa would call and I would put it on speaker. And the kids knew because it would play jingle bells. And it would call and be like, hello, is so-and-so there? And the kid would be like, oh, it's me. I just wanted to call and tell you, you're doing a great job helping your friends or doing your work or helping your teacher. Like I could customize the message. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would call sometimes and say, rethink your actions. You don't want to wind up on the naughty list. That's so cute. So my kids would say, well, what happens when you go on the naughty list? I said, you don't get gifts. You get snowman poop. What? snowman poop i said yeah and that's what you get 
My mom said, I get coal. I said, well, it's a mix of coal and snowman poop. So I remember walking into the office and I was like, what happened? And he said the teacher's name. They're like, well, he wasn't listening to, I'm not going to put her out there, the teacher's name. And I was like, and they're like, tell her what you did. And no, they're like, come on, tell her what you did. And I had the principal, Dennis, who was the behavior coordinator at our school, and the assistant principal all like snickering. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I said, what did you do? He goes, I said, eh, fuck. <laughs> Not even skipping a beat. I'm like, that's it. That's it. I'm calling Santa. That's it. I'm calling. No, Miss Demon. I know what a snowman poop. Yeah, that's what you're going to get. Santa is bringing you snowman poop because we don't use those words. Do we use those words in my classroom? No, I didn't mean to say a fuck. And the three of them are dying. Now, mind you, this is my bosses. Yeah. And Dennis, they're cracking up hysterically. And I am straight faced. Like, you're getting snowman poop. And I remember he went back to specials. And I walked in and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? The three of you are supposed to be the enforcers, and you're cracking up every time he says, eh, fuck. I, I laugh when kids say curse words, too. <laughs> and it was cute. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to laugh. One, because his accent was fucking adorable. Yeah. Everything had eh in front of it. So I said, eh, fuck. So serious. And he put his hands. I said, eh, fuck. I was like, eh, fuck. No, stop saying it. But I remember dying. So every Christmas after that, when I would talk about snowman poop, I would giggle. And still to this day, I say it's Madison all the time. He's going to bring you snowman poop. And I laugh because all I hear in my head is, no, I don't want a snowman poop. Please, Miss Demon, don't call a tanta. Yeah, I'm going to call a tanta. No, no. So I think, you know, kids have always brought me joy. Yeah. When they're a little naughty, they bring me joy, too. One, because I think it's funny as hell. And then I had my own kids, and then I didn't think it was funny anymore. Yeah, I still think it's funny. Of course you do. I don't have kids. Um, But I think it's hilarious. I really want Patrick to say bad words. Because he has a British accent. Because he has a British accent, it would be awesome. Um, I'm not going to teach him <laughs> bad words. <laughs> um, because then I don't think... Katie or Patrick would ever invite me back. Probably not. Um, I know. I know they love me. Katie and I have been friends eighteen years now. Yeah. So she's pretty much stuck with me. Um, and Patrick, so are you if you're listening, just because you're married to her. Um, but I think that would kind of be like a yeah, we love you, but we're gonna love you from a distance. Yeah type thing so I'm not gonna teach him bad words I'm hoping he'll just come up with them on his own it's funny because I used to be that person and I would laugh like watching my cousins grow up when they would do shit Mm -hmm. and I remember cracking up hysterically and then people would be like my aunts or you know whatever would be like just wait for what just wait till you have kids and I laugh now because even my grandmother was like you were a fucking hellion just wait till you have kids. You're going to get it tenfold. And I'm like, I had tricks on you because you got to fuck a babysit them. When Adina, when Adina was a baby, I, um, that's when Meet the Fo- um, uh Meet the Foggers? No, it wasn't Meet the Foggers. It was Meet the Parents came out. Uh-huh. Was it Meet the Parents? Whatever one where they say asshole. 
I think that's Meet that's the Parents. Old. Yeah. Um. So that was that came out when Adina was starting to somewhat become verbal. So whenever Greg and I would go up to my cousin's house in Boca, and they were all the parents having like their own talks or whatever, Greg and I would sit with Adina and say it over and over and over <laughs> to try and get her to say it. And I th- I think she did end up saying it. Um, and it was hilarious. Um, but she, Adina was such a fun kid. Like, I love her now, but she's an adult now. Yeah. Like, a very tall, stunning, <laughs> brilliant woman, which makes me very uncomfortable. One, she's taller than me. <laughs> she's got, like, this gorgeous smile and this long, incredible hair. And I'm just like, dude, go back, like, 16 years yeah. for me. Um, cause it makes me very uncomfortable yeah. because Adina, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, I, she was the first baby whose diaper that uh-huh. changed and now she is 18 years old. It's insane. And that makes me sad. My cousin just had her first baby. It's crazy. And I used to babysit her. My cousin who literally, I don't know if we talked about this. The one that was obsessed with. Lance from NSYNC and literally locked herself in her room for two days when he announced that he was going to go into space. Like, full meltdown. Mom, you don't understand! He's going to go to space and I'm never going to see him again! Like, I think she had thought she was in, like, a full relationship. And I joke now, and I'll message her every once in a while, and I'm like, hey, remember that time you were obsessed with Lance's face from, uh, Lance Bass from NSYNC? She's like, shut up, that didn't age well. Obviously not. (laughs) But I remember, like, her sister would walk around calling her patty boobs because she wanted to pat a bra because she had no boobs. And she would get so mad. My sister, ex-sister, and I thought it was the fucking funniest thing in the world Mm -hmm. because there's this little three-year-old going, patty boobs, patty boobs. (laughs) (laughs) She's throwing a fucking fit. And yeah, she just had her first baby. Yeah, the little girls that I used to babysit, that I used to have to stop them from drawing on the walls. <laughs> I still, I'm still trying to stop that. Um, One of them is now getting married. It's insane. And they're like 21. Yeah. And out of college and living successful lives. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not okay. The kids that I taught, the first class I ever taught, ever was a fourth grade class. They are now about to be sophomores in high school yeah the kids that i got you know close to when i was working for wid and i would go to sawgrass middle i became very close with some of those students because they confided in me and i went there like every week yeah for a while and when i met them i believe they were in i think i started with them when they were in sixth grade um they're out of college now it's insane and i'm just like How did it happen so fast? I don't know because I don't know how they aged because I didn't. (laughs) Um, I uh, still get carded for like lottery tickets. I got carded at what restaurant were we at? I I don't know what restaurant it was. Rated our movie. Yeah. And I had the woman argue with me and go get the manager because she did not believe I was 35. She's like, this is fucking fake. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. If I'm going to fake my age, it's not going to be mid-30s. I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) But, yeah, like, full-blown 
argued with me. She's like, there's no way. She's like, nice freaking try. Oh, I'm pretty sure if you're going to get a fake ID, it's not going to read the 35, 23, maybe 25. That's even pushing it. 35? I'm, 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 you want to argue with me? And I think the manager came out and you know how the new Florida license, they have like the iridescent picture. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is how you know if it's fake or not. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I wound up getting something comped for free, but I'm like, that's a reach. Yeah. That's a big freaking reach. What makes me sad now is how quickly they look at licenses now. Yeah. Because we we have the 19 in the front. Uh-huh. So they're just like, oh, I see 19, you're good. Yeah. I'm like, you can look at it a little longer. Yeah, can you just stare just a little bit longer? Just, you know, pretend. Please. That I'm not in my 30s. <laughs> That'd be super... But yeah, no, I still get carded for a lot of things, which is fine. It's flattering. What's crazy to me to think about, I have a 13-year-old. Yeah. He's going to be driving in two years. (laughs) Yeah. And if he drives anything like his fucking mother, I'm fucked. Well, the good news is is that she will not be teaching him to drive. Uh, Nope, but we've tried to teach him on a golf cart. That shit was a shit show. I think I've almost died twice. And we've taken him to, like, drive go-karts. That's even worse. And you can only go a certain speed, and there's an outline track. But if David could hit something and fuck something up, that's what he's going to do. I hope that it would be different with an actual automobile. Uh, I don't know about that. So what my mom did, because... I'm going to have to go in a very big, large, empty lot. Yeah, I tried driving. The first time I tried driving, Greg took me to an empty lot and I hit a parked car. <laughs> By parked, I mean it had no it had no tires. It was on blocks. That's even worse. And I hit it. And then I parked the car and I looked at Greg and I was like, maybe I'm not ready to learn to drive yet. <laughs> and we switched. That is my concern with David is it's I told Kyle, I was like, that's all you homeboy. Yeah. Uh, I don't got patience for it. So my mom was terrified of driving with me because she's a horrible passenger. So what she did was she taught me how to drive on like streets. Yeah. For 95, she got me a driving instructor. There you go. So she didn't have to take me on 95. But in Baltimore, you have to go through driving school. They have, they offer it at the high school David will be going to. Yet, no, it's mandatory in Baltimore yeah, to get no. your license. Not you have to do driving school. You have to work with an instructor for a certain amount of time. That's good. And you have to learn to parallel park. I didn't learn how to parallel park until a year and a half ago. Because you don't really parallel park here. Yeah. I also just learned how to back in my car. Oh, goodness. So. I can thank my husband for that one. That's the only good, that's the one of the two good, three good things that came out of my relationship with Mike. Yeah. The cats, his sister, and being able to learn how to back in park. Yeah. Comes in handy at work. Yeah. So, you know, thanks, asshole. <laughs> um, but back on topic, um, I don't want any of my, my little babies to start driving. But I am excited for them to grow up. I'd like it to be like you can pick and choose what age they are depending on the day. No, because I would freeze time. 
But I, I think I would like that because then I could have like Landon at like age five mm-hmm. and keep Madison where she is. I would take Olivia back, I think, to like age three. Yeah. Um, because that's when I was able to be around her more. Patrick, I would keep where he is. Lillian, I would keep where she is because now she can actually talk to me. <laughs> David's kind of cool to be around now, so I, w- I would take yeah. him at this age. Um, yeah. I, uh, but like, occasionally I'd like them to like be older because like for Madison and Olivia and Lillian, as they get older, that means I have more shopping buddies. Yeah. Oh, that girl will shop till you drop. And I am looking forward to that. She does that now. Um, I remember when we went with Olivia in the baby carriage, she was, I don't know, maybe like seven months old. Yeah. And we went into Michael Kors and she stopped crying (laughs) as soon as we went into Michael Kors. And I looked at her and I was like, we are now best friends. Because I stop crying when I come in here, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And again, David is one of those. We laugh when we go shopping because he's like plain t-shirts, plain shorts, no design, no color, no like. My kind of kid. And then I have Madison who's like, oh, my God, do you see that shirt? It's totally cute. I'm like. You're not getting it. But mom, if you put that with these pants, it's like the cutest outfit ever. I'm like, stop (laughs) right now. Now, mind you, when I'm shopping alone, I'm like, oh my God, she would look so cute. She's definitely my kid. But going shopping with them is torture because you have David who's like, here, I'm done. And she wants to go down every aisle. She wants to look at every shirt, every pair of shoes. And everything is totally cute. I'm like, you know. Yeah, going shopping with me is like a mixture of the two. Because I pretty much only wear black. Yeah. Um, so if it's not black, I'm probably not going to look at it. Yeah. So that makes it easy. I also have very particular taste yeah. in my black clothing. As in no frills, mm-hmm. no sequins. It's a big change. No flowers. Um, yeah, it basically just plain black. That's, that, that's, that's what I wear. Compared um, to when we were younger, where it was all the frills and sequins. I didn't wear uh, frills or sequins. I did not wear frills or sequins. You were not all black. I was mostly black. I've always, always worn mostly black. I feel like you were more colorful. No. Nope. Yeah. There was, I feel like there was a lot of, like, pink skirts and, like, blazers. I, I and... never owned a pink skirt. I think it was pinstriped. I don't, I don't own anything pink. Okay, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Maybe you had dreams of me Who the hell knows wearing color, but, but yet. Another key point for when you have kids, you slowly lose your mind and your memories. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't wear pink. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> fuck no for me. Um, I thought you you were pink to my wedding. I was about to say, except for your wedding and Katie's wedding, 
I do not wear pink. And I only wore pink because I love you both very much. <laughs> and at your wedding, you let me add some black to it. It was a very cute dress. It was very cute and it looked very nice. But I had the black shoes and the black belt. Yes. And my well, our colors. My thing for all of the brides in my life is I will wear whatever you want me to. I will color my hair whatever color you want it to be. Yeah, thankfully, never that expensive. Thankfully, everybody wanted me to have red hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So I never really actually had to dye my hair. Um. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't do pink. I'm not that girly. <laughs> I won't even put pink on my nails. Like as like an accent color with yeah. like the black or anything. Pink, no, pink, and I don't. Do. So yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I would say that the one piece of advice that I probably always got, and it drives me nuts, and I hate hearing people say it, is like the kids this generation are tablet kids mm-hmm. and TV kids. Madison knows how to work her way around a computer. But I feel like that's being even done in school. Yeah. Um, so I remember somebody saying, you're going to have a stupid kid if you just give him a tablet and don't give him a book. And I feel like that was a piece of information I didn't need. And I hate the moms that are like, my kid would never. Because then you they grow up and they, they will. I'm also very confused by that because, like, when we were at dinner the other night, Olivia was watching, like, animal shows on her tablet and, like, playing games that obviously showed she needed to understand what was going on and the use of each thing. So I'm – that doesn't even make sense to me. Well, we just – I just had this conversation with you with Madison when she called. We were talking – I said she's my meteorologist. My kid will Mm -hmm. sit for hours – and watch videos on storm chasers and like how storms develop. Mm-hmm. And she will tell you that the humidity level needs to fall below a certain percent. And that at a certain percent, you're more likely to see a tornado and have hail with it. And I'm like, what the hell are you watching? I didn't know that you could have <laughs> tornadoes without hail. I didn't know either. I didn't know the percentage for humidity has to fall below a certain point and that there's more of a, I mean, we knew that there's a higher range for other states. Mm-hmm. Their probability of tornadoes are obviously higher. Texas. Um, but yeah, like she will be able to tell you like the precipitation level that's normal for a tornado and like the magnitude and certain things in the, the pressure outside changes to, I'm like, what? What are you saying? That's awesome. And then David is my book smart kid. Not that Madison is not. Um, but even the conversations, <clears throat> I remember driving to school one morning and it was like 6.30 in the morning. Excuse me. 6.30 in the morning. And him saying, he had asked him, he said, hey, TT, can I ask you a question? I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's like, if time dates back to BC, how did they know that time existed? Because if nothing existed until after Christ was born, how do we know that there was time before Christ? That's a really big question for 630 in the morning. And he was nine asking this question. 
Valid question. And I just looked at him and I'm like, it's 6.30 in the morning. I don't know. I didn't write the book. I wasn't alive. I couldn't tell you. He's like, well, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, if you think about it, again, nobody was there to witness the world before Christ. Everything was born. Adam and Eve didn't come along. I was like, uh, and this whole in-depth conversation about how BC is not a real thing because nobody was around to document BC. And I'm like, um, okay, 6.30 in the morning. So I tell him all the time, like when he'll come in, like when I'm getting ready Madison for school, and he's like, hey, TT, can I ask you a question? I'm like, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. What's the question? Let's preface the question first, and then I'll tell you if you can have an answer. Because my brain does not. I am, Allie will tell you, I am not a morning person. Mm-mm. I am not a morning person. My old coworkers will tell you the same thing. I am not a morning person. I'm like a midday person. I'm a morning um, person. I'm not a morning person. Madison is not a morning person. David depends. Kyle, he's so used to it. I wouldn't say he's a morning person. He just knows how to function in the morning. I do not. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a morning person. Um, I annoy the shit out of people in the morning. <laughs> like, when we were in high school and I would spend the night at Emily's, I'd get bored because I would wake up so long before her. Yeah. So I would tap my nails. She had a, a wooden bunk bed with her sister. Oh, my gosh. And she was on the bottom bunk, so we would obviously sleep on the bottom bunk. And I would tap my nails against the wood until she woke up. And then she would glare at me. And I'd be like, good morning. Yeah, I'm not a morning person. And she'd be like, stop doing that. Yeah. And she'd roll over and go back to sleep. And I'd be like, oh. I think having kids, I was forced to be a morning person, even though I'm I'm still grumpy as hell in the morning. Um, And no amount of coffee works because I'm not a coffee drinker. Uh, I just have to feel fully rested. If I feel fully rested, like I'll get up, no problem. If I don't feel fully rested and you wake me up in the morning, I'll kill you. I'll throw daggers from my eyes. As soon as my feet touch the ground in the morning and I'm out of bed, I am up. I am ready. I am, let's do this day. Um, but it, it like the, la- the last few weeks, it takes me about an hour and a half to get out of bed. I feel like I need a full like seven to ten business days. No, I'm I'm good with mornings. I remember when Greg and I were kids, I'd wake up and I'd be, I was always excited for school. I love school, usually. Private school, not so much, but whatever. But I would wake up and I'd run into Greg's room or run down to Greg's room when he had his room in the basement. I would like jump on him. I'd be like, it's time for school. It's morning. And he'd be like, go the fuck away. <laughs> The issue with waking him up in such a delightful manner, and my brother is not a morning person. You don't speak to my brother in the morning. Yep. The issue was, if there was ever a day where he woke up before me, he came and sat on me. <laughs> that was his thing. He would come and sit on me. There's actually a picture from, we were down here actually, um, he woke up before me and I was laying in bed and he like hopped in and was like, take a picture. So in the picture, my head is down. My hair is like this. And you can just see my eyes scrunched. And Greg's like, 
<laughs> with like a huge smile on his face and it's such a stupid picture. I say that because I'm the one that was sleeping. If it was the other way around, it would have been a great picture. Um, but yeah, no, when I, I feel like that's like when your kids, if one's a morning person and one is not, there's a lot of issues yeah. that can come with that. David can be a morning person and Madison can very easily be a morning person, especially if she's look, like looking forward to something. Um, but she also is definitely the one that will be like, shut up if anybody talks to her in the morning. So teenagers are going to be hella fucking fun. I'm super excited for you um, puberty. I'm not. I'm not. Mm-mm, nope. Not happening. I'm still waiting to pop open the tool that's going to take her door off the hinges and she's not going to have a door. Because it's coming. It's coming. She will learn not to slam the door. <laughs> she does it now. She's been doing it since she was three. But yeah. Uh... Yeah, she has those mornings, and David will be like, what is wrong with her? I was like, she's just not a morning person. Yeah. He's like, that's not an excuse. Shut up. Yes, it is, because I will tell you the same thing when I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, it's a dynamic, for sure. And David is also our night owl. Like, he would be a morning person, but he's also a night owl. And it's funny, because the mornings that, like, this morning was one of them. He was the last one up. We were all up, and he wasn't. And I remember going in his room and being like, David, oh, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, oh, how's it feel? Because he will do that to us in the morning. He'd be like, it's time to wake up. I'm like, shut up. Leave me alone. It's also crazy, too, when you have kids. And Kyle and I have had a few mornings like this where Matt, when Madison was really little and she could get out of her room, she would just come and stare at us and stand next to the bed. <laughs> Kids are so creepy. And I remember there were a few instances where I'd be like, what the fuck? Because she would just be standing there and then, or she stands there and just stands there and our backs are to us and I'll hear, mommy. <laughs> and it'll jerk me like out of my sleep because Kyle can sleep through an atomic bomb going off. Mm-hmm. I feel like since having kids, I hear everything. Mm-hmm. So even in the softest voice where she would, mommy, I would immediately like jerk up out of my sleep. Oh my God, what? There were a few instances where the sun wasn't even up. Yeah. And she would just be standing there and she'd say, mom, I'm like, what do you want? Mommy. What do you want? (laughs) And I'm like, just get in bed. Come on. Let's just lay down. I remember when Landon was really little, Megan texted me one day and she was like, Landon scared the shit out of me. And I was like, what happened? And apparently she was peeing. And he opened the door just enough to like stick his head yeah, in. Scares the shit out of you. And goes, Mommy, I see you. Yeah, no. And she was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids are funny. We've had those. We've had the instances when Madison was really little and she was on the baby monitor where like I would be just going to sleep. And I would roll over and, like, peek at the baby monitor, and she's just staring. <laughs> That's so creepy. And all you see is, like, the night vision eyes. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Turn it <laughs> off. Kyle's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, just fucking just staring at the camera. He's like, because she knows you're watching her. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut are, up. Kids are, like, possessed. Yeah, it it's creepy. It oh, David never really had those instances, even when he was little. Um, there have been a few times where 
David has scared me and I have scared him in return, even as a teenager. Like, I'll be doing dishes and have AirPods on and he'll come behind me and I'll hear TT and I'll like jump. And then me jumping scares the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why are you getting so scared? I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. You just walked up behind me. Mm-hmm. Or in the instances where I will be, when I was working at the school, I would get up obviously before the kids to get ready. And my door creaks to my bedroom when it's opened a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget the one morning I was getting out of the shower it was probably like 5.15 in the morning. And I heard that. And I remember holding my towel and going, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and no response. I'm like, you can, you can leave now. Because I'm thinking, oh my God, my, the kids are still asleep. They're not up. I didn't wake them up till 6. You can leave now. Nothing. My room is pitch black. The only light on my room is my bathroom light. And I remember opening the door like really quietly to my bathroom and seeing nothing. And then I'd like go, here I am taking my towel off. And all of a sudden I hear, mommy, where the (laughs) fuck did you come from? She would be standing like in my closet. And I'm like, what are you doing? I couldn't find you. Young is in the fucking shower. Of course you couldn't find me. So creepy. But yeah, it kids are wild, man. And I feel like it's gonna be interesting to see the dynamic. This will obviously there'll be more about kids, period. I think talking about the generations mm-hmm. will be a good topic. Cause I feel like how kids are growing up now compared to how we grew up. Yeah. Is very different. I feel like maybe talking about how mean kids are will be another good one. Bullying is so bad these days. It's really bad. But I honestly, I mean, we'll get into a whole episode about that, but like I blame the parents. Yeah. Because there has to be something taught at home to make your child not be an asshole. Well, and I think that'll also tie into family trauma. Might be something that's stemming from that. Yep. Um, we will obviously talk about education yeah. because that's a great topic, especially in our great state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, children and education will be a huge thing that we talk about. And I think even stemming on to the relationships you have with children. Yeah. We, you know, touch base here and there, but how those mold your kids, we talked about it uh, in other episodes that will be released. Uh, our comfort level mm-hmm. with certain relatives or certain people and how they were our go to for different things. Yeah. And how that molded us and our, our childhood, our teenage years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and kind of just ones to cover. Kind of also like how you cover certain topics. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, we talked earlier um, and we've spoken before about, you know, how do you talk about sex with your child? Yeah. But I feel like there's other topics. Uh, Hard-hitting topics. Yeah, like you have to talk about. And, I mean, even just going, you know, the first conversation you have with your child, with your daughter, explaining what a period is. Yeah. And the changing bodies and all that stuff. She sees me go through it. That's good. 
I didn't know until right before I got my period. Yeah. And I was 10. Yeah. And my mom was not home the day that I got my period. Yeah. Only Greg was. And I remember telling him I was bleeding and I was freaking out. And he's like, it's fine. We'll just get you a Band-Aid. <laughs> and I held, I held out my underwear. I said, no, I'm bleeding. And he goes, I'm going to call mom and ran away. Yeah. And then mom came home and she explained to me tampons and all that the stuff. The first time I got my period, I was told that I was becoming a whore. And we will cover this in childhood I was going to say, and moving forward into family yeah. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's a very different conversation, and Madison's young, but she sees me. My child does not believe in personal space, so she will literally sit on the floor while I'm changing a tampon or peeing or doing anything because I think she still thinks that she's umbilically attached to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she will see me go through it, and we will have those conversations. And you know, in the best way I can explain it to a seven year old, I tell her one day this is going to happen to you, and this mm-hmm. is what happens to your body every month until you know either you reach a certain age or different things are happening Mm -hmm. um and she'll have questions but I feel like that's that's a good leeway into it yeah yeah having different conversations like that because I feel like you need especially nowadays when everything is like a click away yeah it's conversations you need to have and not always a healthy click away no and then you have friends that are at school and, mm-hmm. you know, talking about different things. You know, yeah. I've read some of David's conversations because all of his text conversations go to my phone. Yeah. And I have an app where I'm able to see everything he is doing, everything he's saying. Um, but it's not me being overbearing. It's just... Safety. Yeah. Um, I think his mom and his phone... Um, her name is Devil Spawn or Spawn of Satan, some shit along the lines of that. So, I mean, that speaks volumes. But yeah. some of the conversations, even that I've seen his friends have, and I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. where's your parent? And he laughs, like, oh, it's funny. I'm like, dude, I know you're talking like this. Like, I see your conversations. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that'll be a good one to cover too, just because either A, it's somebody listening who doesn't know how to reach that point. Maybe they're struggling with it. I mean, we talked about it with sex with David. I don't know how I'm going to have that conversation yeah. because the male body parts for me are only used for one thing. Well, two, making babies. And yes, then- but I feel like part of that experience would help you talk to him because you can teach him about, you know, his body's changing. This is what's going on. And if it's the sex talk, you can talk to him about how to respect a woman. Yes. And that aspect will come in. But I also like now he's going through puberty and he struggles and I can't help him because I don't know what his body is going through because I don't have testicles. Yeah. I mean, puberty and stuff like that. Kyle needs to talk to him. A penis. Yes. So I tell Kyle, I'm like, you know, those are conversations you need to have with him about his bodily functions because a female body is obviously very different than a male body. And what we go through in puberty is a lot different than what boys go through in puberty. For sure. So um, I think that'll be a good topic to cover. Yep. This was just kind of more lighthearted and just literally us talking. Yeah. 
So I think we will end it there and Mm this will be another to be continued topic. I think most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening uh, as we end it all, stay tuned.